Hello and welcome back to another Evolving Hockey podcast. My name is Sean and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren. We are a couple days late, of course. Uh, what are we if not late? And by <laughs> we, I mean Josh and Luke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because Sean's never asked to cancel an episode in his life before. Never, of course never. not. Sean's never done anything wrong in his life. He's always been, you know... You get in trouble when you were a kid? Were you like a Tell mischievous kid? Tell people the truth, for huh? sure. We had this conversation um, last weekend. Like, I've basically done nothing wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I like went on vacation without telling my work. That was that was the extent of the wrong things I've. Done but were you still life, like? Were you still working? You just were like on vacation. I did actually work like. I yeah. did actually work like a day or so. Oh, I did take time. Okay, I, but. But uh, it wasn't like you left the office or like t- said you were working when you were like just I mean, maybe I don't know. I guess remote work is always kind of depends because no, of- it wasn't like that. I, but um, Sean's I, yeah, never I don't, know. Yeah. I don't really do. I don't really do. Uh, so you never you never like in work like you never t- like I'm trying to think because you're you're a bit younger than we are. Like when you were in elementary school, what was the punishment for like something that you did wrong in school? I had three detentions in middle school. Yeah, so then, okay, yeah, you got detention. Well, one of them literally was for smiling. For smiling? That was the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you smiled at the wrong teacher in the wrong moment? I, I, I wasn't even smiling at the teacher. I think I was just smiling, and I think she there was were just kids, in a mood. <laughs> you were kids goofing off, and you got grouped in because you were they, I did take one kid's desk, so I finished my Spanish test. Then my intrusive thoughts got to me, and I took the kid's desk and I just flipped it while he was taking his test, <laughs> just for no reason. Just that's completely like, random. That's kind of like psycho behavior. That's like right uh, there you know, that's your puberty kicking in. Yeah, I suppose. No, I, I, uh, Luke and I were were pretty good kids. No, we were good kids. I, I had, a, I had a face in second grade where there was I don't remember his last name. There was a, a companion of mine when I was in second grade that named Tanner who. Uh, I, I, I don't know what happened to him. I think he like left elementary school, but uh, I had Miss Mrs. Monteith was my second grade teacher, and I had to write sentences for her, uh, which you don't think ever happens. Like I don't know if that's still. I honestly for like today, like do you think people actually make kids write sentences as punishment anymore? Did you ever have to do that, Sean? Uh, do you even know what I'm talking no. about? Have you seen I the Simpsons? To write sentences. You know the <laughs> intro to Simpson, the Simpsons. Have you? Re- you know this? There's a, a scene where Bart is writing no. sentences on a chalkboard, and it's always changes. He has to write the same thing. I, it doesn't matter. That that I remember. My my mother was quite mad at me. I had to write like two hundred or three hundred sentences of like I will not. I think I threw a pencil across the. And room. we know how much you guys hate writing. I'm well. The thing is, my yeah, <laughs> I. That's not entirely true. I hate handwriting because my handwriting is terrible. I hate handwriting. Like I love handwriting. Well, yes, your handwriting is horrid. How do you know? Have but, I shown you my handwriting? Yeah, you sent him the. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, that's true. Yeah. No, so I have to write if I if somebody is important, I have to write in all uppercase for like important things. Like when I write checks, all uppercase. This is like no joke. Tenth grade, uh, I was in AP U.S. history and. I, I loved like the history courses, like the AP courses, but my T it was my first because high school in ours was ten through twelve. It was seven through nine junior high. It's like the classic junior high high school setup, and then ten through twelve. And so tenth grade, 
I was in AP US history and I had to write, my teacher pulled me aside after class and she said, look, you're going to do like, she's like, you can definitely like get a good score on this. But if you don't figure out how to write legibly, you're going to fail this test. <laughs> <laughs> like no joke. Like she legitimately said, you need to change how you write. And so then I had to write all uppercase on the essays. And so for the rest of high school, every essay I wrote, I wrote all uppercase. And I would have like cramps in my hand for like days after doing that because it was hard. I mean, so now I still write in all uppercase when people have to read what I have to say. Um, yeah, it's not it, like it's that. It's not like it's like ugly handwriting. It's just like kind of hard to read. Sean didn't. No, it Sean, looks like somebody died. <laughs> like, well, that's a little mean. That's it's a little rough. mean. No. I developed, it's terrible. I, I was very, um, I, I was very proud of my handwriting because I was a, as some people know, I was a composition, music composition major, and I would write everything down. I didn't use the computer to write out the scores and whatnot, just for starting because I didn't like that. So I developed very nice handwriting in college, and it's kind of gotten a little bit more sloppy as we've, I've not really been, but I try to write as much as I can. But there's not a lot of opportunities these days for handwritten things unless you're like journaling or something, which. You know, I, have, <laughs> I have been journaling about my gardening experiences this year, but that's about it. This is—I uh, just looked, and it, it Google auto filled in the question, so it must have uh, been asked a lot. Is why is my handwriting so bad? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't explained like I'm five on Reddit. Uh, yeah, why do some people have neat and uniform handwriting while others, including myself, have handwriting that is inconsistent and sloppy, even when I concentrate and try hard? Top answers: It's almost entirely practice. Uh, yeah, there that that yeah, and so I I feel like if I really, yeah, um, if you just if you started journaling every day and you, I really gave it, you a, really a, gave it, but gave at it some point all. I learned to write and I just never it didn't wasn't ever like taught to me to write or it just didn't stick with me when I was a kid and also did you like have to, Sean did you have to write and learn cursive? Oh yeah, okay, oh, yeah. So that was did still. That. They, I had really good cursive. I can't really write much in cursive now. Like, that's the thing. It's like old people would be like, oh, you know, they don't teach kids cursive these days. You know, how are they supposed to write a, ch uh, sign a check, you know, and all that jazz? And it's like, I feel like cursive is almost like having another language. Like, once you stop yeah. using it, you don't really remember it. Like, it would be so unnatural for me to write something out in cursive. Honestly, like, even my name. I've, tr I've tried it again. It's, it's actually not... Like it's not that hard to up. remember it for me. It just I, I think it's just funny that that was ever a thing that was forced to teach children and then you had to spend like a couple years. I remember at a certain like at a certain point they just said, "Yo, you're fine. You don't have to write in cursive anymore." But I think for like at least like 3 or 4 years after we learned cursive, we were supposed to write in cursive on like There's probably something about like motor skills or developing I, some way of I think we stopped when we got to middle school, like 6th grade. I think is when we stopped. Maybe fifth grade, they started to loosen yeah, the reins a bit. So we learned cursive two through four, maybe, you know, and then yeah. I don't think it lasted right. through four. Two through two and three, maybe. I mean, how long does it take to learn cursive? I don't know. This I is. I don't know. Yeah. And then anyway, anyway, we should yeah. we should move I on to some it. hockey talk because we. Been... It, it actually seems like there's quite a <laughs> bit of a debate around whether or not children should learn cursive. Um, this is from the National Education Association of a bunch of different like school people. I don't know if they're teachers or what. Okay, bro. We so don't benefits need to... of cursive. It trains the brain to learn functional specialization. It improves yeah. memory. It mm -hmm. improves fine motor skills, mm -hmm. meaning the student who have illegible print often have legible cursive handwriting. So maybe if my I were, it could yes, have been me. Maybe be I should have switched to cursive. Okay. Anyway, enough enough handwriting uh, discussion. Uh, we're we're a little late here. 
Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the NHL. Yeah, uh, uh, we had a goalie goal. Has there been? Yeah, we had a goalie uh, goal. Goalie goal. Yeah, Jason that, Jari. Yep. Yep, that was a uh, honestly. I wish he more... scored a goal before Josh Anderson scored a goal this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Reddit joking. I think that he's tied Trevor Zegers in goal scored. I think. Uh, I, I yeah, but I... Zegers has been injured for like I know. four weeks. It was a little bit of a low blow. I think a cheap shot. Oh, Josh Anderson scored this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jari scored. No, five that's like days big ago. news, dude. It's big news. Is he still in Montreal? I think. I don't even know who he yeah, plays for. Yeah, for like the next like four or five years. Oh, that's right. That was a ridiculous contract at the time. I can't believe yeah. anybody did that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was a ridiculous contract. So after the season, it's three more. Also, I meant four as in like this, inc- including including the season. Yeah. Also, what? Uh, yeah, um, five and a half. I saw the Kings have started at ten and zero on the road. I mean, the Kings are are just absolutely. You know, it's funny. They're wagon, dude. They're wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like, I mean, okay, come on. If anybody who predicted Cam Talbot having this start yeah. to a season, like. You would have been out of your mind, like <laughs> out of your mind. Currently, we have him as thirteenth in goalie gar, which is like I guess not that high considering. Because I think that I was looking at, I was mostly looking at my at the one of the players I'm playing in fantasy hockey this week has Cam Talbot, and I was looking at it. Always and, comes back to. <laughs> I know, honestly, I'm we're, Josh and I we're doing really well in our league, and I'm very happy because shout out to Evolving Hockey Fantasy Projections, yeah. which I just updated last night. Actually, we've been a little bit lacking on getting those updated like more regularly, but they're now up to date. I think I've done three updates now. Um, but so, um, it's yeah. it's more of a. You know, it's been fun because uh, we used our projections that we have that are provided to our subscribers on Evolving Hockey and uh, took a different, a, a smarter approach to drafting this year. And Josh is number one in the league. I'm number two in the league. And it's feeling good. I'm feeling good. We're absolutely dumb. I'm actually absolutely dumb. I'm six and two, about to be seven and two. Uh, and all be, it's all because of Evolving Hockey Fantasy Projections, you know? <laughs> See, if Sean had used Evolving Hockey Fantasy Projections, he yeah. wouldn't be 0-6 in his league yeah. or, or whatever I'm he is. I'm not 0-6. I'm not 0-6. He did driveways of 2-6, okay? <laughs> the problem is that you didn't go— We're about to drop our captain, honestly. What has he done? McDavid? Well, he had those crazy two games that didn't need do anything for me that week because I was already crushing the opponent. <laughs> He's such a boss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing tonight. So, He's only ninety three percent started tonight. <laughs> you know that's that's how much people don't like him. People, more people are starting Stamkos tonight than who is uh, not starting Connor McDavid. McDavid. You're an, you're insane if you're not starting Connor McDavid. Um, well, people that aren't setting their lineups, but yes, I have to say that the uh, the 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 Oilers are still just like. <laughs> They still I, have just great underlying metrics. Oh yeah, like they're I, at least their XG is still like, you know, just off the charts, and their their goals for is just basically average. Uh, and then it's all been their goaltending's gotten better. Uh, it things have improved a little bit there. But uh, sorry, what were we talking about, Luke? You were talking about something related to fantasy. And, oh, I was just saying oh, I was we're looking because about the Kings, the because Kings. the Kings are are off to a crazy hot start. Um, you know, I think as we've mentioned a couple times, super hot fire. Yeah, <laughs> since the beginning of the season, um, I think we were pretty, we were kind of low on the Kings and high on the Flames, Kraken, and Oilers. Yeah. Oilers, they get a pass because everybody was high in the Oilers, which makes sense because it doesn't make any sense why their record is so bad right now, other than goaltending. Um, so in a way, it kind of makes sense. So yeah, in a way, it <laughs> it's crazy. Makes. They only have like a negative five goal differential. I know. Yeah. 
Now, I mean, and go- they have a four thirty two points per cent. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. like what is it like sixth worst, like tied for fifth or f- fifth worst? I don't. They're they're like uh, what would it be? What's their fourteenth in the West? That's all I care about. Well, not <laughs> yeah. by points percentage, but yeah, I honestly don't really understand it. I mean, I also kind of like it, it's been funny because I was seeing the Canucks goal differential. Um, cause they had that 10, one game against the sharks. So they immediately went to like the top of the league in goal differential, but shark Canucks have kind of uh, been slowing down a little bit. So, uh, I'm happy about that because we didn't project them very high. I'm still mad at the flames and the Kraken are, are breaking my heart in terms of what we projected them to do this year. It's a uh, heartbroken about the Kraken. <laughs> Ducks are really falling back to earth, huh? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. That start. They had what was it like one the first... nine and zero in their last ten? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny how we just keep coming. The Sharks back. have a winning record in their last ten too. Like let's let's look at that. We're okay, still on. Right? I, I think we're still on their their goal differential, ne- negative goal differential watch. Right? They have negative. They have their negative fifty four goal it's differential. Down though. it has. No. They're well, still on pace it for went, what, like it went to like negative fifty one. And then they've just been staying at like negative fifty five, negative fifty four ish for because I I always check I check the standings every night when I'm looking and the you know I like to check out goal differential, <laughs> uh, and yeah the Sharks have kind of just they they bottomed out and now but who did they just beat? There's been some crazy upsets in the last week that I don't think I maybe people like but hold on what what were the the results. I, there were several. Here, I'll games. go check. I'm checking evolvinghockey.com uh, right here. You're checking evolving. Oh, they just lost to the Islanders. Evolving-hockey.com. No, they no, beat they the, won, they beat they won the against Islanders. the Islanders. They lost by one to the Rangers. They beat the snot out of the Devils six yes, three. The Devils <laughs> was the one. Great job, guys. They beat the Devils uh, with a. They had a 74% uh, goals for percentage at five and five, and a 30% xg four percentage <laughs> at five and five. Yeah. Um. They beat the Canucks. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. They that was was that. The funny thing yeah, is that, that was somewhat recent. That was is uh, that like the the sharks was, have just that was been twenty fifth of November have been destroy have been losing logs. They're log destroyers. <laughs> uh, because I think what happened is they were so bad to start the season. So now like our model is like it's going to take some some punches when they come back kind of up because their underlying metrics were unbelievably bad. Um, to start the season, and so now we've just we've had a few games where it's like they were at seventy five. I think we had them at eighty percent against the Devils, and uh, that one, yeah, that was like just sharks just like punch me in the face, you know, <laughs> is what they're doing to our models. Uh, it's funny that they just looking at the Sharks game logs here. They've had uh, they've had. Do you want to guess how many games this season they've they've had a, a positive Corsi four differential at five on five? Three. Close. Five? What is it? Sean, you got a guess? Well, I was going to say five, so now I'm going to say two. Yes, two. <laughs> <They've> had, <laughs> no. <yeah>. No <laughs> way. Suck it. Yeah, oh they, they put up a fifth. This is, and this is score and menu adjusted, which is pretty funny to look at the difference there. Um, I'm sure there's some interesting things. Against Washington on October 29th, they had a 50.55 Corsi Ford differential. <laughs> there we go, boys. So they had... Uh, yeah, they had one more shot attempt than Washington did. 
um, or one more than they. So that's one of the allowed. two games. That's one of the two games, and the other one was against Montreal, where they had a fifty point oh two Corsi four percent. So, which is so they've essentially never out attempted jealous their their problems. yeah i mean i think you can make an argument that those especially i was just looking if i score if i don't score in venue adjust the montreal game um they drop below 50 percent. so if there's no score in venue adjustment they they still have actually they have three because two other ones pop up to 50 percent they they had a, this is impressive stuff we're talking about. I know historical. Against, Sean against no, against your that team. Doesn't count. That doesn't count. The, against the Bruins on on the nineteenth of October, they had a forty nine uh, attempts for yeah. and against. So they had a, exactly even against the the absolute dominant Boston Bruins. I don't know how you let how the how the Bruins let let the Sharks uh, match their their shot attempt totals, but yeah, no the uh, the Sharks are are quite impressive this year in in how. I don't, and and I think XG they've had a few more games um, that were. Well, let me look at this. So, but yeah, I'm just I'm kind of looking at. Yeah. I think I think the Hawks are coming. Honestly, they if, are. If 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 the Sharks are on a heater, the Hawks are on the way down. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't. The talk about Bedard has kind of chilled off. I haven't. Well, I, I think there's. I've seen a lot of clips recently, or maybe just the one of uh, of him being frustrated. Right. Oh, there's been him like slamming his stick against like the boards and. Yeah, uh, I mean that was gonna happen though, because it's the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. We currently in Xgar we have Luke Hughes higher, point one Xgar <laughs> higher than Connor Bedard. But that was an overnight change. Like the other. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was uh, the the Bedard the, was at top on top for most of the time. The Hughes brother battle. Yeah. Which I don't know. So, we we didn't watch because it was on NHL Network. I wanted to watch it last. I night. wanted to watch it, but no, because I don't have NHL Network and it's dumb. Yeah, there's a lot of great games that are on NHL Network, and I pay too much money already for all these to wait, watch all these wait, wait. games. If you if you sort by X guards, Luke Hughes. If you sort by X bar, it becomes Connor Bedard. Oh, some rounding funness. Oh, maybe some that's round. A, is that a good yeah. time for, for us to talk about the differences between the two? <laughs> Which was... absolutely not a good idea. <laughs> we need to do our guard. Save that for the X guard right up in the glossary series. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been, I, you know, we. I think we mentioned this last week, but we've had a lot of uh, not fun things that we've been needing to manage on the back end of the like website maintenance. No. <laughs> no, although no. I, I did have a bad back end experience this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> remember right. when and you fell? Remember when you fell on the porch? Fell a what? In the snow? Oh, when I got a con- when I got a concussion? The steps? You mean when I got a concussion? <laughs> Sean just laughing at me over here. It's like remember when you fell and got a concussion? Wasn't that hilarious? And Sean just laughing in the back. I wish that we could put this on YouTube so people could see how cruel Sean looks right now, <laughs> laughing at me getting a concussion. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I fell down the ice, the, our stairs off the side of our house, bringing the trash out, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, we don't have any, that was last winter, which was the a very crazy winter for Minneapolis. Yeah. I think third highest snowfall on record. Uh, this year, no snow, and I hate it. There's no snow. It's been in the 40s it's only the this first week, week of December, so like- We're going to be almost 20 degrees above normal here in Minneapolis, which hey, I'm not you know happy what, with. Though? Eastern Canada, prayers up. They're getting a ton of snow. Are like, they? They got like eight inches in Montreal uh, the other morning. I think they're getting like more snow this weekend. Really? They're already getting piped. I mean, well, good I, for them. I do think this, 
I, I my favorite part about that whole thing, back to you falling and getting a concussion, <laughs> was that like you are the leader of the cult on the internet of hockey players falling. <laughs> so I, like it was you were just due for it. I I suppose I did. It is I unfortunate. I kind of forgot about that account and then re- remembered like Twitter kind of removed it this summer when they had all their issues and then I was like, "Oh, I got to go re-add that." And then I just hadn't and then I added it again, but I just completely forgot about it. I need to re-up my my love of uh Watching hockey players kind of, you know, slip on banana peel type things, uh, you know, on Twitter. Cause it, well, the thing that's annoying is that with if you play ESPN Fantasy and you have ESPN Plus, you have to, like, sign out of your ESPN. Like, if you want to go log in on my computer to, my, to ESPN Plus, I have to sign out of my Fantasy account. It's, like, two different accounts. Yeah. So it's, like, even though it's through the same company the the account the profiles are not linked in any way so i have to switch and i like to have fantasy up cuz you know we're hardcore fantasy you know uh <laughs> players now uh and so anyway and so then to clip it it's just a whole pain but anyway um yeah what was i talking oh i was just saying that we had so much snow last year and then it got so cold that we were basically getting ice dams on our roof and that was leading to a bunch of water leaking and falling on the stairs anyway and so that was a whole thing. I don't really like using salt because we live close to the Mississippi River, and then it washes into the river, and it, it it's a pollutant. Anyway, do you, live, do you live east or west of the Mississippi? Well, we're in Minneapolis, so we live west of the Mississippi. Um, but uh, the we Mississippi are... splits Minneapolis and St. Paul for the most part. There's yeah. a small section of Minneapolis that's on the east side of the river, but. Anyway, no, it's it's a very. Have you ever looked at the Minneapolis St. Paul area and how the Mississippi uh, interacts with the city, Sean? Do you know this? Do you know your geography around the the around the Mississippi? No, you don't. Not at all. The whole the whole Twin Cities area is based around the Mississippi River for the most is part. It like part of the Appalachian Mountain Range? No, what? no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Wasn't that like a thing? What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I see how it works. It's kind of like the Bayou. Yeah. So there's like a big the Colorado bend. River. Yeah, it's a big bend. The Mississippi comes down from, uh, it starts in, I mean, it doesn't technically start at Lake Itasca, I don't think. I mean, that's what the actual uh, location. It starts from multiple springs that are north of Lake Itasca. Is it tributaries? Is that the name of, is that what they were Something called? Something like that, yeah. But yeah, it starts up in northern Minnesota, and it then makes its way pretty much straight south, like not really a lot of curves. I mean, there's a there are, there are sorry, there are curves. It's a big bend as it kind of comes back, and then. The entirety of of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, are bu- basically built around the river. So, like downtown in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, and it kind of makes sense if you look at the river, like why there are two cities that are so close to each other. It's because like Minneapolis is set up around like one kind of main port before a big bend, and then St. Paul is at the other side of it as it comes comes back around, and that's where St. Paul is. So, like there, it's entirely. And I guess I maybe could do. There's probably other reasons about this, but. It's like the whole area is built around the river, basically. And yeah, the it's a big part of the city. If you ever come to the it's one of the probably the best parts of the Twin Cities is the how the Mississippi and the and the uh the river system and also the lakes and the cities interact uh with the infrastructure in the city itself. Um anyway. Have you been to Hen House Eatery? Hen House Eatery. No, I don't think I've been to Hen House Eatery. Yeah. 
It's uh, it's on Eighth Street. It's got four and a half stars. Why are you looking at restaurants in, in the Twin I don't cities? know, but it actually looks pretty good. <laughs> Why? Wait, did you just like click on a random thing and it came up with a restaurant? Oh, it's in downtown. Y- yes, it look it looks good. You I would say I don't. That it doesn't. I, Minneapolis is not like by any means the biggest city, but I and we so we live kind of close to downtown. I don't go to downtown very often. It's kind of a pain. The Ooh. whole thing is well, it's it's very old, so the whole like the whole grid system is like off. So it's very disorienting. Like it's like all angled. What do you mean it's off? Well, it's like the whole. It's not north south. Every every other part of Minis- of the Minneapolis area is like this big north south east west grid system. So it's like easy to get around in. But we need a downtown. Right, downtown is kind of like it's forty five degrees west to southeast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the whole the whole part of downtown kind of just gets moved, and and then once you're in it, it's like this. It's just it's very disorienting. It's also hard. You can't get into any buildings really because they're all like a lot of them are just corporate huge office buildings. Um, the only time I go to downtown really is to go see a Twins game uh, or to go to First Avenue or First see Ab- another like show. A show. They have like on in downtown there is like a big kind of concert venue like theater uh, district that has a lot of a uh, lot of uh, venues and whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't go there. There's also a few like there's a couple like different clubs and restaurants. I guess they're. Is there any? There's one Indian restaurant we you come, go to we, the club, huh? It's like no. a jazz club. You go to the club. <laughs> I don't go to oh. the club that you're thinking of. I'm talking about jazz clubs, um, which we I don't uh. go to very often anymore. Um, anyway, sorry. This really we we this is this felt like a uh, the second part segment uh, to the show where we just end on some random thing. We should maybe we I will say again we had a, a little bit of technical difficulties which seemed to kind of just uh. uh What's the word? Derail. Interrupted the flow. Yeah. I think maybe we take a quick break here and then we come back. We should talk. What what do we want to talk about? I was just on a big, I was on a a Sabres podcast for like two hours last week. So we could talk Sabres in depth if you wanted to. Well, Sabres (laughs) made a trade today. Big trade. Big trade. Yeah. Eric, was it Eric Robinson, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's 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 tease that. We'll come back and talk about this. <laughs> I, yeah, leave the people on the edge of their seat before the Menards commercial here, eh? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back after this. Hopefully, we'll have no technical difficulties in the second half, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about hockey. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Here we are on the other side. Uh, we we made it through the commercial ad. I know uh, sometimes it's rough. You know, the guy who, who recorded the ad's a little <laughs> annoying at times, but we made it through to the second half, our second PC episode. I don't know how long we're going, but that was a pretty short opening stint here. That wasn't too um, short. I think it'll probably edit. I, again, the, it's hard to kind of gauge it because we had some some issues. I think it'll probably come come out around 25 minutes, something like that. Um, you know, which is that's within within yeah. a normal segment. We apologize. Sean's mic sometimes just starts dropping volume, and then has we have, a mind of its own. Yeah, I don't really know why. It's a uh, technically property of Evolving Hockey LLC, so it's uh, our responsibility. To and fix and it. even anyway. though we have we have fancy uh, we have fancy music, and and it's edited uh, in a way that you know it. We don't do. There's not a lot of uh, you know because there's some podcasts you listen Trust to. Trust me. 
everybody knows <laughs> that there is no well, so high like, class preparation. I, we may have yeah. talked about this, but I feel like some pod, like you'll hear a podcast that they like edit hard. They like edit out ums. They edit out pauses. It's just like everything is just like all um, right to it. You know, like everything. Um, it's every word is uh, is is edited down I to. Which I, don't I think like that stuff. No, I mean I don't know. I I sorry. To, I there must be some kind of research or something that because it's it's usually it's like the proper like the sponsored podcast, the big corporates podcast that get edited that way. Um, that's a lot of time in editing um, though. Um, that's all, I'm right. There. <laughs> oh, are you, you're now you're counting my ums. See, when you talk about like pause word, what are they called? Filler words. Filler words, right? Um, yeah. See, now I can't stop saying that. When I'm speaking, I wonder. I wonder how often I use them here, though. I, I feel like I use "like" a lot. "Like" is a word that I've always had to. Very millennial of you. Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, everyone uses "like" though, right? Like, isn't that the thing that's just like constantly used by everyone? You used to hear people complain about it, but now I yeah. think nobody really cares. Well, I think it was a lot of it was. I remember our grandparents' generation were the ones who really complained. Like, I would get my grandparents would, you know, and, and great aunts and would would constantly when I was younger would call it out, and then I would have to think about it, and I'd be like, oh, and then I'd be very like, and you get self conscious. <laughs> you know, about there's it. a like, there's a like, right? Like now when I'm, you guys bring up my use of anywho. Yeah. Now and then you get self conscious about it, but uh, um, sorry, we're we're just like very we're we should talk about how bad the buffalo sabers are because <laughs> right now they after 26 games they sit at a record of 10 14 and 2 with a 423 points percentage which is uh 15th in the east i thought this was supposed to be their year everybody was saying yeah. it was supposed to be their year uh definitely not their year <laughs> Look, you know Devin levi i believe in him uh but yeah, it's, it's been just rough hasn't, there. But yeah. Eric Robinson, they're hoping is going <laughs> to turn their season around. I think. Well, I mean, my guess is something happened in Columbus, or Eric Robinson didn't want to be there, or whatever. Because unless he plays forty-five games, there's no transaction essentially. Oh, really? Like meaning there's no there's no paying back. Like uh, the seventh round pick is conditional on him paying on him playing. 45 games oh i see for the rest okay. of the year yeah i mean that Which that, what, that yeah. makes sense uh i mean over the last three seasons eric robinson is has been a below replacement player in gar uh i guess well, in 20 20- i would just say i would just describe him as replacement here I mean- yes yeah yes he, he's just like a like the one thing with so the sabers i i think specifically and i this is I well, I think the Sabers have been one of the more interesting, but also kind of somewhat undercover teams because there was a, like this year because there was a lot of hype. I feel like after last season, and they were were they one point out of a playoff spot behind Florida. Wasn't that like where they finished? It was something like that. Um, and I just nice. got you know we we also follow and are friends with quite a few Sabers fans and have become uh, somewhat uh, what's the word. Uh, we watched their game into them. You follow them. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, we I, watched way, them last night and that they did not um, inspire joy. No. Uh, th- uh, th- as just to use that. I think I used that. I like that term a lot. I think I said it last week. So yeah, they don't inspire joy. Uh, and but they they seems like they've been and, and I was on. So I, I uh, what was I should go look this up to shout out the podcast. Um, 
and I, I'm sorry, there are a lot of Sabres uh, podcasts, so I, I forget. Uh, the Straight Sabres podcast, Straight Up Sabres podcast I was on last week. Uh, go check it out because it was a long episode. Um, and I was, uh, and yeah, it was deep fun. Dive. It was a deep dive into the Sabres, but also kind of just talking about the league a little bit and kind of our stuff and some general trends, I think, overall in the league. But uh, yeah, I, I, there was a lot of hope, I think, for the Sabres this year, um, especially after last last season with their offensive production and a lot of their young players still coming up, I, I think, and getting better. Now, our guy, Jack Quinn, has been injured all year. I think he's not. No, he's not. He hasn't huh? been injured. What? Didn't he get suspended? No. He had, like, surgery. Right? Oh, we, yeah. who, How is Jack Quinn getting suspended? Hold on. Who is like, oh. oh, that's Pinto. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I got them. Quinn, Pinto. Because they were, like, both close. They were both <laughs> in, like, last year rookies, and I get oh. them. Quinn and Pinto, I got mixed up. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry to, this, sorry to this man. It would be better if you just said, oh, well, Jack Quinn Quinto. played in Ottawa 67s, you know. Pin. <laughs> yeah. Pin? I'm just combining. Qu- pin. Sorry. Qu- I said Quinto. And pin. Then- the other pin? one would be Pin, right? Pinto and what Quinn. What about Quinto? I already said Quinto, so now I'm saying the other one, which yeah. is Pin. Jane Pin. <laughs> anyway, uh, the yeah, the Sabres, I think, have just been... Last year, almost all of their... They, they, they really, I think, was their offense. And this year, they've actually been really solid defensively, oddly. Um, which I don't I kind think, of kind of I'm just saying that they've they've been above average defensively and probably better than people would have expected uh, but they, they and a lot of it has been injuries like yeah our guy Jack Quinn uh, has been hurt uh, and he's uh, <laughs> he's still out I think he's gonna be out for at least another month it sounded like I think it was recently updated um, or at least kind of uh, more news came out about where his status Tage was hurt for a bit although I think he, his first game back was last night Um Although they still didn't look that great. And then, I don't know, they've just like Dylan Cousins has been pretty, really underperforming, I think, where people thought he was based on, or what he would do this year based on his season last year. Darlene's um, been kind of underperforming. Yeah, yeah. Darlene, I don't, he's still not like he's been bad, but he just hasn't really been what I think a lot of people like were the expecting. Top, top five defensemen yeah. kind of territory. And I mean, they've still gotten like, I like, you know, Skinner is having the kind of a bad, down year, but he, that was, I don't know, it's not all that unexpected given that he's older and <laughs> he's, he's never. defense in yeah, he, well, that's the thing. Skinner has always been bad defensively by our stuff. I mean, at least for the Sabers. I and I, I don't remember the last year he was. He's always been bad. Yeah, Th- I, this is why like his value wasn't great coming out of Carolina. Yeah, and so they, they, I think everything has kind of gone wrong for the Sabers in a way. But I also think like we, like we talked about this before the season started, is. We were like our projections had them not. I think they had less than a fifty percent chance of making the playoffs before the season started. I, I think we had them finishing with like ninety one or ninety two points, something like that. Um, right now, I think we're projecting. Now, I, th- I last I looked at this was a couple of days ago, but they're they're probably about 10, 10 points lower than that. I think in our projections right now, it's probably somewhere around eighty or eighty two. Yeah, let me look. We have them at eighty three, eighty three point four with a ten percent playoff probability. Yeah, which is even um, lower, I think, so than last I think week. The, <laughs> yeah, the Lightning are at forty four percent to make the playoffs right now, based on our projections, which is kind of interesting. I mean, Red Lightning. Wings are higher. We have the Red Wings higher than the than than, than the Lightning. Well, the, the Red Wings are second in their division, right? I know. I so, like, we're still pretty low on the Red Wings, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah, it's like the Sabers. It's just kind of funny because that's kind of the division that um what the atlantic is kind of the bottom of it like i think the bruins panthers maple leafs at the top is not like really 
a surprise. I, I don't know. I think we were pretty, we were a little lower on the lightning too. Also Vasilevsky being out for so long is definitely going to, you know, when I don't even remember who they were running as their goalies. Uh, it was, uh, 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 uh Johansson, Johansson, Johansson. Wait, Johansson. Am I right, Sean? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, I got but, a good memory here, but it's kind of funny. Cause I think the, um, you know, the East hasn't, uh, quite been as unstable like unpredictable as I think the Pacific has been, um, which <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong there. But. No, I, I like when I was looking at this, I, and we've kind of talked about this before. I think the East more or less, there's a few surprises. I think the Red Wings have been still kind of, they had a really hot start and they've, um, I think they've been in a way kind of the, I guess if you had to pick one, they've been, they've been like the Canucks of the East in a way, I think. Where like we weren't well, high on them, not really. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, if you had to pick a team from the East, that's kind of like the Canucks this year. Who uh, who uh, with the yeah, Capitals? Are you are you picking the Capitals? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's the closest comparison. That's, I'm just saying that if there you had to pick one, I think that's the Red Wings. But the Sabers team that had a PDO off and then cooled down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we were a little bit lower on it before, or we were low on, but in the the preseason rankings or projections. Uh, I think the Sabres, though, aren't all that. I think for Sabres fans, it's maybe it's obviously probably a bit of a letdown after the last season and kind of a lot of the hope towards the the playoff. I, I think the playoffs uh, started that the, the Sabres are kind of in the running as uh, towards the last month or two of the season. Um, this season, I think they're pretty much out of the playoffs already. I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where they really, you know, they really make a push, like especially now, given how far behind they are. They're last in the in the Atlantic. Right now, right by points percentage, I think. Um, yeah, they have to be right. They're second last. I literally just oh in the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah, only Columbus is worse in the East than the Sabers have been yeah, this season. Right. Um, I, I, I get the sense that there's been some like some. They look different. Look like the system looks a little bit different than when we I watched them last year. So it seems like they're you know it's weird to see like Tage come up as like good defensively. Um, this year, at least we had Sabres fans kind of like laughing about that. It's like, what is going on there? But then Sabres fans were also like, I mean, yeah, he does look better defensively. Um, but I, I, so I, I just think the Sabres are a pretty fascinating team because really, I, I just think they're still too young. I mean, that's, that was my overall kind of takeaway from the Sabres is that I, and this is just based on our projections before the preseason or in the preseason is that I just think they're still a year or two away from really kind of developing into a, a, a like a super strong team because I mean everyone like so many of their players are still like 21 or 22 I mean I think Cousins is 21 uh Powers like 21 Levi was like 20 or 21 uh like Paterka Quinn I mean all these guys are super Sean is looking at me weird am I saying something that's young yeah I mean like yes I would say that there's still or like it's it's when you have a large portion are, of are t- you old is that is, I'm, that's no but like right like they're not in look we're the same age as one of the best defensemen <laughs> in the nhl jared spurgeon uh so you know what you can uh you can you can you can step away you from can take that. that ageism back to you know yeah. that's, a, that's the thing like jj paterka has been like i think objectively their best player this year yeah, yeah. i i think yeah. so i don't i don't know if anybody would disagree with that in any sort of way and it's uh it's not a good sign when jj paterka is your best player (laughs) yeah nothing against jj but like i don't know what's he gonna settle in at like a second liner in this league yeah or i mean if he keeps playing like this he's top line material i know i know he's gonna it's he's he'll settle back down probably also but 
Speaking of uh, Jared Spurgeon, he's been back for 10 games, and he is currently... You just literally could not, <laughs> not talk about Jared in, Spurgeon. In, 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 for the Wild, in 10 games, he's currently only half a, half a goal behind uh, Jer- J- Jonas Brodeen for the uh, leading defenseman on the Wild. <laughs> uh, so in the Wild, speaking of... Hold you on. Know, Let's not get to okay, the Wild sorry. quick. You just completely derailed Why our Why are we arm. even talking about the Wild? John Hines, John baby. John Hines, they're 4 0. They're, they're a wagon. <laughs> we'll get, hold on. We'll get to the Wild in a second because I know Sean wants to talk about the Wild. Luke and I don't. Uh, is I The, sa- <laughs> the, the Sabres, um, I just think, are a pretty fast. Like, they're an, a very interesting team from a construction standpoint and a roster standpoint. And. Um, also, like obviously, like they're they have one of the best analytics departments or stats departments I think in the league, uh, and so it's really interesting to think about. They also have a lot of baggage, and they were also horrible for years, right? So it's one of those things to think about, like how long after a team is really bad does it take for those for parts of those things to go away, right? And like to wear away, where you no longer have influence of like you know old management decisions or old like players that are still on the roster, or and when do they like? Like I guess the big question for the Sabers is: Do you think that they're going to be in the market this this season to be big players in free agency acquisition? Just given the kind of the the free agency market that's coming up this year, um, or do you just kind of keep holding steady with your younger players and just use this as a development year? Because I don't think anyone is really. I, I think I, I guess I just don't get the sense that there's anyone in uh, or like. Uh, there's not a lot of hope for the Sabres this season. So I feel like you just that and they obviously tank. Already, they, they already tank. They already sent Levi down down after nine games and I don't think they're gonna burn his you know, burn a, a year, right? Like they're probably not calling him back up and they're just gonna ride UPL, um, who's actually been really good for them <laughs> in that, which is odd to say. Uh yeah, I just think the Sabres overall is like well, they're it's, it's also the Sabres are the fourth worst save percentage at five on five right now in the league. Um only ahead of uh who was it? I had it up, which is, it's like, if you just look at save percentage, like 25 games into the season, you can kind of explain a lot of things, <laughs> but ahead uh, of the Flames, Oilers, and Devils, um, which is, yeah. Oh, that, the Devils are last? The Devils have the worst Devils five on five. Rough. Yeah, they have the worst five on five save percentage in the league right now, which is Oof. like, is that the next coach to go? Because, you know, <laughs> you just take the f- bottom five teams in save percentage and all those coaches get fired. That's just what... Well, then he, he safe. Didn't they extend him after last year? Yeah, it's rough, right? Yeah, but wasn't no. Happens. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's rough there. It's but. rough in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's also yeah, rough. Lindy rough. It's also Lindy rough in New Jersey. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's just kind of funny with uh, with that every year. You know, it's just the Oilers already fired their coach. The Wild already did, and Gustafson's been a lot better since. You know, John Hines fixed everything. Yeah, uh, in Minnesota, um, he did. No. Yeah, they're four zero. They they won't ever lose when he's coaching that team. Okay, they're never. Gonna when win. do we get to talk about Matthias Michelli? <laughs> like, are Let's we going do it. To ever. Let's go. Yeah. What do you, what do you want to talk about him right now? What what do you want to wrap him right now? Ooh, let me see a nice wrap. Even strength XG wrap him point two nine. It's eleventh in the league. Bam. I mean, you know, a lot of people. Very high in Michelli. Still, I mean, he's, his... he had a really solid season with Arizona last year. He's off to an even more solid season this year. He's just got you know fully well rounded everything. Right? Does he do anything bad? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let's take let's take a look. He's here. outside of outside of uh, Stephen Nason. I don't think he does anything bad. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> no, it? he's like the who second is, best player. Who is I, this guy? I don't know how that came out like that. What, Michael Carcone? Is that how you say yeah. it? I saw this dude. Uh, dude, yeah, what's up with that kid, eh? Um, he is shooting. Holy fuck, his <laughs> shooting. Oh, he's breaking the models. Rem Pitlick, dude. Oh, my God. What is happening in Arizona with Michael Carcone? Is he... Is that how you say his name? I don't know. I'm, I, okay. Isn't it Carson? Carson? Okay, I need to. I'm, I apologize. Al Capone. I really should <laughs> just get the pronunciation guide up at the start of every My podcast episode. My dude is episode. shooting 35%, and we're 23 games into it. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, it is Carcone. It's Carcone. Carcone. I got it right. Haha. <laughs> uh, I don't think that sounds right. No, so that's I, what it says. Who says that? The NHL pronunciation guide for this season. Yeah, but they get stuff wrong all the time. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going off of what they are telling me to say. So, and then they may try. Like we talked about Rossi, Michael Rossi is currently third in rookie X guard right now, uh, behind. Didn't you say it was like Rossi or something? Did you? Well, he's I, Swiss, so you would think if it's German, did, did it that, would be Rossi. Did they get updated? Well, sometimes they're French. Yeah, but he's. I I don't think that. Okay, I, I we're not going to go into this. I don't know. I could go read about Sounds it. Sounds Italian, though. I don't know. Yeah, well, Michelli. When you're talking about Michelli. Well, Michelli's um, Finnish. I know he is. I know this. And his yeah. name is still spelled Rossi, in... Rossi is, is Swiss. Swiss. I, I just noticed that that Carcone. Are we going with Carcone? Is that yeah. how you say it? Okay, That's how you sure. say it in the guide. Sure. sure. For it. Yeah, why not? Uh he just popped up in in the over under overperforming on the uh, uh, fantasy projections tool on evolving hockey as the second most overperforming player <laughs> compared to our projections. Is it Petrano? Yeah, Petrano's, Petrano's one. number one. Yeah, you didn't give me a chance. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Right. You want to go third? Who do you think is the third? No, the, you ruined it already. Why? Anyway, we he's he's currently. I think he also has the most. Yeah, Carcone has the most. Goals above expectations, I guess. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. Carcone? Yeah. Carcone? 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 Anyway, he... he, I I don't know, but then then three is Luke Hughes, for sure. It is Luke Hughes, Hughes, yeah. Are you on the page? No, absolutely not. Who's four? Um, Is he Finnish? No, Uh, Swedish? I think so. Is it Talbot? Does this have goalies? Uh, I don't think it has goalies. It's Phil very Forsberg. Yeah, you are on the page. You're definitely on the no, page. No, I didn't even know what nationality <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah, you're. You probably because you didn't know that Forsberg was if he was Finnish or Swedish. I think he's Swedish. I know he's Swedish. Yeah, he is. yeah, he's Swedish. <laughs> um, yeah, I. What is going on in Arizona? Because I haven't watched any. I won't be honest. I haven't watched. I don't any. know, but like they're kind of being good right now, and I don't know what to think about it. Right. Like they're at a 583 points percentage, which is the first wild card spot. Like below them is like the Blues, who don't seem great. Yeah, the Blues and you get are the Predators. Who are like, eh? Yeah, wild. Well, I saw what uh, Lazarus eh? had a Mark Lazarus had a tweet about how the Predators, I think, are like basically the most mediocre team in the league right now. Like they have a perfect 500, or they did, I think, and like they're. They're, They're gold. at 520 with a zero goal difference. Yeah, so that yeah. includes. Oh, I don't think they've been to. Oh, yeah, they've been to one shootout. Okay, so that they're really like negative one goal differential. Yeah, and I think that was before last night. I want to say that they also wasn't there this thing I just saw. They that, won uh, in the shootout last night. So before that, they had a, they were 500 with I think a uh, 
zero goal differential. And I think there's so they're 12 and 12. Yeah. Okay. And I, that's perfect. Yeah. It was like the part like, and I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny. And then even Saros, I think he's a little worse than, but he was like, I think negative one goal save above expected overall. Which is weird. Cause yeah, Sar- what's been up with that? I don't know. He's like I, he's I, been hurting again. He's been hurting the heated driveways all season. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he's on my team, and he like kind of still gets some wins. Who? So like it depends oh, how you. Sorry. I don't have wins. Okay. Yeah. So like he wins. hasn't been great, but he still gets wins, which is like so he's just been ends up being. We fine. really. I mean, they these they need to update these goalie stats in fantasy. Like basically, you just take the goalies on the best projected teams. And well, yeah, but Nashville wasn't wins. supposed to be good, right? I know. Well, why'd you take Soros then? Because he was like way he's really dropped. Good, yeah. Like he's really he was supposed to be really good. I mean, I, so yeah, Soros is a weird one because like if you look at the last uh, like three or four years, I want to say he's like the to- a top five goalie in terms of goal save above expected. If I remember correctly, let me just pull this up really well, quick. Let's do, why don't we just do goalie gar? Also, I was looking into Marco Rossi, his hometown, and I believe that it is a German-speaking district of Austria. No, oh, of, wait, Austria? I thought he was. Hold on. Is he Austrian? Hold I thought on, he was Swiss. He was born in Austria. Oh, did I get that wrong? Hold on. What do you mean you got? What? Did you oh, get at the wrong? age of ten, no, he moved to Switzerland. Oh. So Who does he play for then? He played for. Switzerland, right? Uh, national team is Austria. Oh, so he carried Austria in World Juniors. Was that like the whole story? At the age of 13, Rossi moved to Zurich again to help his career. He lived like basically on the Austria-Switzerland border. So I apologize. I, I don't have quick time to read into this. <laughs> um, the third, I'm trying to see where he played in the uh, IIHF and the, the World Junior teams. Yeah, Austria. He played Austria. for he played for Austria. Oh wow! So, um, then, yeah, that's starting to come back to me. Anyway, when are you giving up on the Flames? When are you? Yeah. Oh, I've given up. <laughs> I've given up. They have disappointed me. I can't me. believe them. Like, I I really thought like they had a decent roster at the beginning yeah. of the season, and I know some of that was like banking on the idea of like some players kind of having like a comeback season, right? Like Huberdeau. Yeah. Like I didn't think he was gonna stay bad. Um. Not bad, but you know, relative to the contract, right? Yeah. Was he on ten million? He's still got seven years left. Is that right? No, he's got eight years left. Well, seven after this. Oh my god! This is the first year of that contract. <laughs> Holy fuck! And the Leafs think about think about this, Luke. The Leafs hired Brad Street Living after that contract. Yeah. <laughs> after the disaster of the season two, they were like absolutely. We're gonna hire Brad Tree Living to sign John Klingberg, who's now out for the season. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reeves to a three-year contract. I don't know how who's getting in a bidding <laughs> war with that. Uh, actually, the Tyler Bertuzzi uh, acquisition has been has been good. Uh, Max Domi has been soft. Sharman. Um, yeah, I was uh, just looking, and I it. think that if I had to do our awards threads now. Oh boy. It, Tyler Bertuzzi would probably be in the top Selkie leaders. Uh which I I don't know. Uh you know, this is why I've been trying to wait a little longer into the season to do our awards picks. Honestly, we should just do an article so that I can like explain what's going on cuz when I just do these no, like go do that. It's going to be even worse. You're going to end up in Domland. It well, doesn't but I, matter. I think Bedard would still 
be in like the top five, don't you think? Yeah, well, I he's think not so. number nine, but he would probably be. I don't. I would have to look. So I, like basically, I, I do yeah. a combination of Xgar and Gar that's weighted heavier on Xgar. Um, but I've in, when we start, it, it looks kind of funny in the early season. Um, so I've been trying to wait a little bit longer. Maybe I maybe when we release our player cards. Uh, all kind of get the awards there, which is going to be sometime around. Yeah, we had we had the end both, of both the athletic and ESPN got on our uh, you know our for years. This is what Luke and like, I've been look doing. Look at the clicks that that I know uh, that we get on Twitter. We get. make so much money on our th- on our award threads on Twitter, and, yeah. and ESPN is the athletic. We're like, we got to get in on that. You know what we need to do, bro? We need to get ads on our website, <laughs> and then we just need to write clickbait. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Get on the clickbait <laughs> SEO train. Better than Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> Why weren't we posting these all on a website that had ads where we could make money and have Instead everyone of mad at us? Posting them on Twitter and everyone gets mad at us and we you make guys no money. Could have done a YouTube channel or something. Yeah, back when YouTubers are relevant. Sean <laughs> <laughs> keeps bringing this up. He was bringing this up up off air about how YouTube is no longer relevant. And me, as a thirty-four-year-old uh, man who watches YouTube like every day, was like, uh, "I'm a little called out here. Am I? Am I just in the minority?" But then I looked, and YouTube is still the most watched of I think of of the video platforms. But it is also like like you were saying, Sean. It's more of a educational in a lot of ways. Like I I'm I, I watch it to waste time a lot of the time. But also it's like there's a lot of content on there that I mean and we learned I learned a lot from YouTube oh, videos. I, yeah, there's a lot of good educational content but on YouTube. For like, specifically for like stat stuff and then like web development, there's a ton yeah, you can of just have like professors explain things to you and like give our demonstrations and whatnot. There's a lot of great ed- ed- information yeah. on on YouTube. But anyway, no, yeah, uh, back to the Selkie. <laughs> uh I was talking so based on Xgar if you just looked at this, it's Bertuzzi, Lo- uh, Logan O'Connor, um Tyson Forrester for Philly, uh, and then Palat and Faraby. <laughs> yeah. So Tortorella, Tortorella pumping out some Selkie Award winners. Um, we'll have to see, you know, as we get further into the season. Um, yeah, it's a little interesting because so we're referencing in a roundabout way. Uh, I think the athletics article that Don put out about the early uh, award nominees, which Sean did want to talk about. We're going to talk about this anyway because he already referenced it like twice, so it's his fault that we're yeah, bringing he brought this up. it up. He uh, said he didn't want to talk about it. And then... uh, I guess that Don caught uh, he got a lot of flack for uh, uh, his his Calder ranking, which had Bedard ninth. Uh, I didn't see this, so I'm assuming that I just uh, missed it or we were a little bit busy. I don't know when this came out on Monday, right? So we had some life stuff uh, going on this weekend, mostly, and, and I won't get into the graphic details. I was a little sick this weekend, so I uh, was recovering from a bit of a virus this uh, <laughs> this past weekend. But uh, yeah, I don't. I think we'd still have Bedard probably top five, but he's not. I don't know if he would be leading. Um, it would probably would be Luke Hughes right now. Yeah, but it would probably be Luke Hughes. Selkie. So Dom Selkie right now. He has it's Barkov and then Reinhardt, um, and then Tyler Sagan. Zabanajad and William Carlson. William Carlson fifth in Selkie. Is that right? Tyler Sagan. Yeah, Zabanajad. See, this is the thing. It's so early. Also, I will. I've had. I know this. Dom does some weird time on ice cutoffs and stuff uh, to to make it so they have. He to... explained it this this one too. Oh yeah. Okay. This says criteria: forwards who play over sixteen minutes per game receive fifteen percent of their team's shorthanded minutes and face above average forward competition, ranked by their defensive rating. Those are a lot of qualifiers there. So uh, I don't a lot of qualifiers. A lot, know, of, a lot of qualifiers. Fourth liner, you can win. You can be an NHL fourth liner and win the Selkie. As far as I'm concerned, yes. If you do your role the best you can do it, you you get the Selkie. 
you know, bam, I don't care. Third it's a little bit more complicated okay, than it's that. It's more complicated than that. <laughs> but third liners generally, I think those more, are the ones that make people mad is when the, you put third liners as selfie usually, candidates. like, I think... Uh, I'm like Marcus Felino types? Yes. Yeah. Or Farabee. Or heart, heart candidates, too. Yeah. yeah. No. No. What? No. Did we have dry... Was, uh, was Nachushkin a third liner when we he was in... He wasn't yeah. in the... Okay. We never had. Here's the thing, though. What people forget with the Nachushkin thing, we never had Nachushkin as like a heart candidate. It's just that we listed him as one of the like 30 players we had over Drysital that year. I think what people think is like we're like, oh, Nachushkin would win is going to win heart this this year, and that's what ultimately the whole discourse around have. that from like three years ago it resulted in is people think we were like, oh, Nachushkin should have won the heart that year, and he was really good. Don't get me wrong, and he was he's still been very good since then. But it was no, it was like it was just that we the point i was trying to make at the time was that we had uh, that dry saddle wasn't close to heart by our in our, my opinion um based on our models and here are 30 other guys that we think are more deserving which then Nachuskin was one of the ones that at the time people didn't realize he was even on colorado cuz he i think that was the first year that he was back after yes. playing in russia and then that's what people picked up we on. We don't need to talk about that. No, that's I don't. A, I just think it's under funny. The it's funny that you know, that's I what... I just can't believe you don't remember that he it, he was bought out by Dallas. It oh. wasn't that he came back from Russia. He was bought out by Dallas. No, yeah. A whole season without scoring a goal. Yeah, no. he w- Yes, I know that he was on Dallas. I watched him on Dallas. And then he didn't play in the NHL for like a year or two. No, he, he came back to play for Dallas. He did not score a goal the year before he got bought out. Yeah. That's okay. They yeah, said he was useless. They bought him out. Colorado signed him, and the reason he played so well probably was the fact that it was like his last chance to play in the NHL, and he was drafted as more of like a skill guy, and instead he's like this four-checking monster. Yeah, yes. yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Dom Dom had an interesting uh article that I think I think the other picks I didn't really have any real issues with. Look, just looking at them. He has McCarr as the Hart winner right now. He has McCarr and Hughes as the one-two in Hart. Yeah, we would have probably have Hughes. Um, yeah, probably Quinn Hughes um, for Hart top, right now. For Hart, yeah, that'd probably be our top. Um, I like should not include myself in the we conversation. <laughs> here. I mean, this is so early. That's what I'm saying. Is that it's like the Canucks have been on this crazy PDO bender, and like you're going to have really high shooting percentages that are going to come down throughout the season I would be very surprised if a defenseman wins the heart this year but we're developed the narratives are being formed now so it's possible that the narrative that Quinn Hughes for heart is going to be the narrative and then Canucks fans are going to take that as he has it will win the heart this year already and then no I'm just I'm just joking but uh it's uh uh, yeah, I mean, I'll have to look. We have pretty wide discrepancies between our GAR and XGAR models right now, which is standard um, this early into the season. Um, for instance, currently in XGAR, do you know who the second overall player in XGAR is right now? Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner. <laughs> I, I, So I'm going to make the prediction now. I mean, Barkov is going to win Selkie this year. Yeah. Right? I think he will end up being a heart finalist too. I don't know if anybody's going to give him the heart. I think he's to be the heart finalist. Hold on, I, why is Barkov going to win the Selkie? Because the narratives, like that's narrative. I also think he's, he's probably deserving. No, I also think Barkov's having a phenomenal year too. Like he's been really good. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Right, like no, I, I. So no. I think, I think, like, look, like they're probably they're quite possibly going to take first in the Atlantic. 
I, I don't know. I don't think Boston's that strong. And I think Florida is really strong, especially now that they have Montour and Ekblad back. Yeah. Oh, I miss uh, Tyler Mott in our Selkie top Selkie players. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what? Marcus Foligno, he should be he should be in the conversation, in my opinion. Because who are right now? Who are the narrative? I Like, also the other one, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Couture is well, back in the narrative. I don't know if there's around, a narrative right now. For, around like, Selkie? Because, thing is... For Selkie, I'm so, sorry. I'm saying well, like what, with Bergeron, Selkie was, is Barkov. Barkov is the yeah. new Bergeron. Yes, but it could be like Barkov every year. But now. he doesn't have nearly the his like the the the. No, here's pedigree. the thing with Barkov though: is he never he's never had the actual defensive results. But for whatever reason, he has been like the secondary like Bergeron. That's recently. I feel like in the last like four or five years, he's been the guy that everyone now just like is like he's the he's like he's the Selkie guy. But after Bergeron is gone, kind of thing. Like, right? I mean, I feel like in, in voting, he was just, like, randomly in. Let me go look at hockey reference. Uh, uh, Selkie. Here, you want to know the the top players over the past, since the 21-22 season up through yesterday, the top players that are not Bergeron in four, of forwards in defensive X, in X-Car at EVD. Wait, you're saying over the—say that again. The since last- 21-22— so this season and the last two seasons combined forwards yeah. top defensive performance by our in just even strength by our X car model at not include Bergeron's number one. Um, you want like the the next players? Yeah, just name out some players. I think Felino is in there, isn't he? He's seven players out there. So we got Jordan Stahl. Yeah, <laughs> Logan O'Connor. Okay, Evan Rodriguez, Jason Robertson. Wait, so is it Rodrigue, by the way? Is it? I think it is. No way. Really? Have we been saying that yeah, wrong? He's from Quebec, right? Let me look I don't it know. up. Erod. I'm just gonna say Erod now. Erod. He's got two goals tonight. <laughs> oh really? Um I don't think no. yeah, but they don't Evan Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez. There okay, is good. Olivier There's, Some people say there Olivier? is o- Olivier Rodrigue. That is a player, and that is spelled as Rodrigue. There's no S, but Evan Rodriguez is pronounced that way by the. Per- I don't know. I heard somebody pronounce it that way, and I was like, "Oh, is that like a thing?" Anyway, like so, it's. I don't a- think. I think there's a narrative thing though, right? It's it's kind of like Elias Lindholm was like never really good defensively. Actually, I think he had bad really poor defensive metrics and he'd be up for like Selkie for whatever reason. So I think it's a narrative thing. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. So I, I was just looking. I think Barkov covers that. Yeah, is is I was looking. I mean, is that, so I'll say Barkov so, is 15th in that. So yeah, he's very good defensively um, over the last three seasons, basically. Yeah, um, the thing I'm saying is that Barkov, since like 1819, he's been like like kind of a, a top five bar, like Selkie vote getter or around there. Uh is, yeah, Jordan, so is Jordan he, Stahl getting any votes? Yeah, he. I mean, he's he's he was eighth in like in. So Barkov won the Selkie in. Do you remember the year? When when he won it like five times? No, not Barkov. No, 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 no. I thought you said Bergeron. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, um, was it eighteen nineteen? No. It was twenty twenty one. He won the Selkie. Oh, yeah. But in every other year, like in the last five years, he's been like a top five 
vote getter. It's like basically him among the narrative. I'm just saying over the last five years, like Selkie has always been this where you just have these guys that just get votes because the I mean, I don't want to sound mean, but a lot of well, times how do you evaluate defense though too? Like, yeah, it is. It is tougher to evaluate defense and offense but yes. go ahead i was just saying that it's i think it's hard like you to your point sean and so a lot of times it's just like the auto include which is for the most part like bergeron yeah probably he should have just been in the top three every year and you don't even need to think about it the other ones that seem to have be the, the kind of narrowed over the last like five or six years are ryan o'reilly is another one who's been a consistent uh like selkie vote getter um there was that weird kind of uh, i think kopitar is another one who's kind of always been in that conversation. Recently, Eric Sinek is kind of getting in that like narrative thing where he doesn't really get uh, like he's not close to number one, but he's like getting close to like like in, I think there was a bit of a narrative push in like 2021 when Barkov won and like Eric Sinek got fourth in voting in, in, in voting uh, that year. Um, and, and so I think once a player gets like top three or is like a finalist, then I think they're just kind of part of the narrative. And over the last like three years, those players have been like, for some reason, Elias Lindholm has become one of those players too. So, so you, yeah. So you have Bark. You I don't have, know why. You have Bergeron, who you know. Uh, I almost said rest in peace. Sorry. Uh, you know, have a good retirement. Great, amazing player, right? And then you have Barkov, uh, O'Reilly, O'Reilly. For some reason, Lin, Elias Lindholm, Kopitar, Eriksson Ek. Like those are kind of your narrative guys. I feel like centers. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Also, and, now we can't wingers can't win it. But it's funny. I was looking at our Gar metrics for this, and yeah, Sam Reinhardt is definitely up there. Um, he was he is second in the same um, uh, same. Uh, hold on, what am I saying? Same period um, that I was looking at the X Gar. So it's it's also really funny. I should say is that these are all of these players are very close together. Yeah, that's um, the other thing. So I should be clear that a lot of these players could move, like, you know, this is the problem with ranking things, is that it doesn't give you an idea of the magnitude. So a lot of these players are very close, and depending upon small modeling decisions or even just sometimes, you know, rounding, you could have play well, not rounding, but you could have players jump, like, 20 spots. So it ends up being kind of this... I think that it's you know it's very difficult to kind of evaluate defense. Um, yeah, and I, I think, could I could yeah. you know it's like it's it's why there's so much kind of um, I think narrative building kind of things, which is like yeah, I mean, and if you have some qualifications about needs to play X minutes and and to against top competition kind of thing, you know that's I don't have a problem with that. It's just not how I would choose to to do it, but like I have no problem with you know kind of adding qualifiers if you want to yeah um, but i, mean, I don't I, I the, the the award it, doesn't say that it so, also depends but. i think the way that you're doing it so are you trying to you know like are you trying to combine what you think would be like should be the best defensive players with also who you are predicting will get votes right so like that's another thing we get people are like oh well there's no way this player is going to win the selkie it's like well yeah that's not what we're saying here it's just like based on our stuff this is who we think should win the selkie um so there's all that kind of gets kind of mixed in with how people do this too um, but yeah, it's, I think, uh, oh, definitely some group think. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, also to your point, Luke, Jordan Stahl did get fourth in Selkie voting last year. Oh, so he's kind of been Ooh. in the conversation a little bit as well. Ooh. Although, yeah, but look, I'm looking at this and, uh, the player getting snubbed from what I'm seeing is Logan O'Connor. That's the player. You mean this year or just in no, general? No, just in general. Oh yeah. O'Connor has been like, he's been solid for and Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Evan Rodriguez, Logan O'Connor kind of under the radar very good defensive at, forwards. At Farabee, new, the new he's, the new the new Evan Rodriguez. Farabee's our guy this year. Yeah. 
He's just been <laughs> really good. I mean, and so, like another player that is like Anthony Sorelli. Um, yeah, Sorelli's gotten votes though. He's kind yeah, of I in know. the top, you know. Um, he, I, but I, he's I kind of I don't know the gar. It's just like again, it's a lot of this is very close. Um, oh, and I haven't. Oh, Noah Cates. What am I talking about? Noah Cates too. Yeah, but no, I don't yeah. know how, what his if he's been. I haven't really heard anything about Noah Cates this year. Uh, so. he's, I think he's hurt right now, or he's been injured. I think we'll take a look. Noah. Cates. Anyway, I realized I just looked at our time and we're our first uh, first uh, <laughs> first part was kind of short, and this one is getting long. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, well, that's a lot of the Noah Cates is from last season. Um, he's played twenty one games this year and has been, you know, fine, but nothing spectacular. Um, but yeah. It's it's just, kind of rare that you get players like Bergeron, Bergeron or Datsuk or like Miko Koivu who yeah. can consistently repeat high defensive for, uh performance. Um Noah Gates Noah Gates got a 15th in uh in he got uh four votes. Wait, no, he got a second place vote in Selkie. He got a second, a third, a fourth and four fifth place votes last year in Selkie. Yeah, shout out. Who who were the ones who got one? One fifth place. Aho Sebastian Aho got one fifth place vote last year. Uh, I like the ones where it's just one, and it's like you, like one person. Like somebody voted. Uh, Eric Stahl gave so one person gave Eric Stahl a, a fifteen, no. a second place vote last year. <laughs> a second place vote. He got one vote for Selkie last year, and it was somebody said he was, should have been second in in. Uh, wow. In Selkie. That's wild. Who was the lowest? The lowest. So yeah, okay. That well, yeah. 187. Uh, Bergeron received 187 first place votes last year, um, and then there were four other guys who got one first place vote or a couple first place votes. Um, so yeah. Well, I think any. I think talking about the Selkie always a great time. Yeah, I think that's everything a good place always to comes end. back to the Selkie. We yeah. can keep talking in circles and circles, and then it eventually will meander over to Selkie conversation, and then. Yeah. Then yeah, everybody's having a great Keep time. Keep an eye. I think maybe this week or maybe next week, Luke and I might have our our extremely spicy first uh, awards oh. thread out. Sean, <laughs> the bane of Sean's existence has seen our threads, which are our thread on awards, which are always correct. They're never wrong. Um, they never get us in trouble, and we've never had problems with them before. Yeah. And we always enjoy doing them. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe Luke will write up an article. Maybe before the X car write up is. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> hmm. 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 We'll have to see. Doubt that. Yeah. Not happening. Maybe he'll write in cursive. <laughs> he'll get a. Can I'll you practice get a my font? handwriting. I'll finish it in handwritten form and scan Is there it. like a cursive font in Word? Can you like type in cursive? It's got to be. There's got to be, right? Yeah. I think it kind of defeats the purpose of cursive. It does. Hold on. Microsoft Word. Let me search this so I can try it out. Microsoft oh Word cursive fonts. Okay, yeah. They they don't really look like cursive though. They look like kind of just they look like yeah, it it doesn't look like cursive. It's uh yeah, some of them do. Some of them do. Generator. What is this thing? In okay, anyway. All right, Sean, Sean, take us out of here. Let's let's stop. Right. <laughs> Thank you for uh listening to the chaos. Uh we'll be back next week to discuss uh your favorite hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, take it Sean. E- Thanks, Sean. Take it easy. Thanks, Sean. Take it easy.